The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey, it's Pastor Doug Bursch here, and this is the Fairly Spiritual Show. You know, everybody needs encouragement. I need encouragement. You need encouragement. Yes, you do. You need encouragement. Sometimes our inner Eeyore, oh bother, needs a tigger to encourage us. On today's show, we're going to talk about the power of encouragement. People don't need as much advice as we give. A little less advice, a little more encouragement on today's Fairly Spiritual Show. Thanks for listening to the Fairly Spiritual Show. I am your host, Pastor Doug Bursch. We bring you new content twice a week, although last week we didn't, and I'll explain. But normally, we bring you new content on Wednesday, a podcast, and on Friday, we have the radio show from 1 to 1.30 p.m. on KCIS right here in the Seattle area. And uh, oh, a couple things. One, I had to do a rerun on the radio show because last week, I my computer just imploded on me. Just everything that could go wrong with a computer went wrong, except for the fact that I was able to resurrect it, or at least a tech guy at the Apple store was able to resurrect it, after just hours and hours of working on the computer, which I do my show on the computer. And it, it just, I don't want to get you into all the details, but last week was a pretty discouraging week. And I want to talk about encouragement, and uh, I'm going to just get into the power of encouragement. But I was thinking about this. Um, so this Sunday, it was it was a discouraging week. I'm good now. I'm not. This is not one of those messages where you, where I'm passively saying something because I I'm despairing and hoping you treat me well. It's a good week. But there were times last week where you're just going, "Are you kidding me? Could this get any worse?" You just just all these things outside my control happening, just feeling rather discouraged. Uh, on Sunday, great Sunday service. I'm in a good place. And after service, uh, this dear lady in our church who volunteers and gives her time and her effort to the church, uh, she comes up to me after the service and says to me, uh, so uh, this woman called uh, the church phone and she said she'd listen to the show and this is how it's set up. She goes, she listened to the show and she said she doesn't use uh, Facebook and uh, Twitter and other social media things. So she wasn't going to contact you that way, but she found the church and she just wanted to leave this message. And the woman then left a ranting message about everything that was wrong <laughs> with your program. As, as the, this woman was sharing... You know, as our, our volunteer was sharing this with me, I was thinking she was going to say, and then she left a sweet message. She went, you know, she went through all this effort to find me to say, Doug, what a great job you're doing. I'm so glad you're on the radio. But, but that was not the end of the story. Instead, someone had spent a bunch of time to track down uh, the church that I pastor 
so that she could leave a message on her answering machine and say terrible things about the show and me uh, so that uh, a nice, sweet volunteer could listen to it. And and here's the funny thing. I, I, don't, I didn't give these instructions to my volunteer, but she said to me, I said to her, so uh, did you save it or you know, can I listen to it? And she goes, nope, I deleted it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, you don't want to hear that. And she goes, it was anonymous. So someone has sent something anonymous. That's just not right. And it's just mean. And I deleted it. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> there we go. And I just thought about that, just that kind of personality that you would just send something out and just do that. And I also just thought how sweet it was that I had a volunteer who was just, nope, no, I'm just not going to put my pastor through that. I, I, was, I was just fascinated, though, by the efforts that people go through to try to discourage you, to try to thwart you from doing what you're doing. I assume she was really upset about the last two shows, which were one was a rerun because I couldn't get my computer to work, that were about this fact that no matter what we do in life, the main theme was we can change the political system, we can put different you know people on the courts and have judges on the Supreme Court, but if we're not loving, it doesn't mean anything. And I guess that made her upset. So with that, I thought, you know, I want to have it so people don't call my church and treat my volunteers in a way where they have to have these, you know, these struggles of whether or not to uh, allow the pastor to hear uh, these emails or excuse me, to hear these voicemails. So I I have a phone number so people can call. Uh, So I have a a phone number you can call or text if you have a cell phone, uh, you can call or text the show and give feedback. So here's the number. I don't know if I'll do this. Maybe I'll shut this down if it's just too disheartening, but I'm going to do it. So uh, here you go. Here's the number. If you want to give feedback to the show, uh, you can text or you can call and leave a message. Here's the number. 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. I used to do fundraisers for a uh, another radio station. So do you want me to do it in my fundraiser voice? Sure, why not? That's 360-818-4513. 360-818-4513. So feel free to call and leave a message. Now, I'm hoping that this is not just a Pandora's box of angry people. Now, I, this is the podcast version. So the podcast version tends to be people who like what I'm doing. So hopefully, or they're they're indifferent to what I'm doing. So probably no one will call the number. But uh, I'm telling you, the radio version, they're not necessarily happy that I'm on the radio. So that'll be interesting. So pray for me when the Friday show goes out, because there could be a different response to that number. People say, why do you do that, Doug? Why You, you shouldn't allow for that to happen. But what I want to do is I want to have the opportunity to model blessing people to model loving people, to model if someone treats me in a way that's not Christ-like, to treat them in a way that I think we should treat people. Uh, So if somebody calls me and says something angry, I want to find a way to facilitate a better dialogue. That doesn't always work, but I found sometimes it does work because the goal is not for me to feel comfortable. The goal is for me to help in the advancement of the kingdom of God, for light and life to flow through me. 
And so I can't just avoid conflict. I have to find a way to place myself in positions where I might face conflict so that I can be light and life. And my, my thought is if somebody is, let's say, very non-Christ-like to me, and I can find a way to maybe be Christ-like to them, maybe that will help them in their relationships, in their marriage, with their kids, maybe in the church they're in, that maybe in their interaction with me, it might help with others. Uh, that's my thought. However, at the end of the day, I might just roll up in a ball in the fetal position and cry and wish I'd never done that. So anyway, on today's show, I want to talk about encouragement and the importance of encouragement. I found that sometimes we give advice when really we should give encouragement. When you wake up in the morning, you're not usually just saying, boy, could I use more advice? Boy, do I need more advice. But sometimes we wake up feeling discouraged or we go to bed at night feeling discouraged. And what we really need is encouragement. I was looking at 1 Thessalonians 5.11, and Paul says, Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. I want to read a little bit more. 12, he says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted. I love that. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with them all. People aren't necessarily looking for more advice, but they're looking for encouragement. I notice on social media, sometimes you can share a weakness. I like to share weaknesses because I think we should be human. And so I'll share a weakness, just a struggle, and immediately someone will give advice. And I know they're trying to help. But often when you give advice without truly empathizing with the person, without truly just, hey, I'm sorry, or that must be tough when you just right away say, well, you know what you should do, sometimes that's not helpful. Sometimes we, we kind of know what to do. We, we know, yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm feeling kind of frustrated today. I know I'm supposed to have faith in God. I know I'm supposed to move forward. I know God is good. I, I don't even need a scripture today. I, I get it. I, I know, but I just need to tell people I'm a little down. I'm a little sad today. And it'd be nice if someone would say, I'm sorry you're sad. Uh, if someone said, you're doing a good job. Like, like a loving parent does. I know for my kids, if my kid has a tough game uh, when they're playing a sport, it's not the time to give them a lot of instructions about how they could have played better. It's a time to say, hey, I'm sorry, that was a tough game, wasn't it? And to empathize with them and, and to listen to what they're struggling with and not to discount their feelings or to discount their perspective and to find a way to speak a language that encourages them. That's what we're called to do, to encourage each other. So we're going to spend some time talking about how to encourage one another. We're going to take a break. Hey, I appreciate you listening to today's show and any show. I'd love it if you could support the Fairly Spiritual Show. Go to fairlyspiritual.org. You can find information on my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor. You can pick that up. You can also find past podcasts and posts. Also, you can call the show by calling 360-818-4513 to leave feedback. You can also text us, 360-818-4513. Most importantly, please pray for us. We need your prayers. 
Well, thanks for listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. It really does matter that you are a part of this movement. My goal is to facilitate a better dialogue in a frequently bitter world. And sometimes I just feel like a fool for even having that goal. But I I don't want to move on to trying to change the political landscape of our world without truly focusing in on the things that matter, the fruit of the Spirit, the love of God, the goodness of God. And on today's show, I just wanted to talk about encouragement and the importance of encouragement. First, I think it's far more important sometimes that we encourage than we give advice. And think about this in any relationship. Uh, When your spouse says something to you, when your friend says something to you, when your kids uh, bring to you an issue, are you first giving advice and instruction or do you first give encouragement? When you interact with people on social media, do you first give a scripture? Do you first give you know, an admonition? Or do you first just give encouragement? And encouragement often deals with the feelings and the emotions. It's, it's just an, an empathizing. It's, I'm sorry. Thanks for sharing that. Encouragement often asks questions. Tell me more. Tell me more about that. What is going on with your life? I'd like to know more about it. Encouragement listens far more than proclaims and admonishes. Uh, One of the great ways to know if you're an encourager is encourage until someone tells you to stop encouraging them. Now, I know there's some people who think they need to be, you know, uh, told negatively motivated. There's people who like, I don't need encourage. I just need, you know, a good kick in the butt. I've met people like that. I've, I've met pastors who believe that's how God motivates you. You know, that kind of tough love coach yelling at you, swearing at you as you run up and down the court. Uh, and so they'll reject your encouragement. But I've found that that's just a false notion of God and a false notion of what should motivate us. So I'll just keep encouraging them. But I would tell you that probably in most of your relationships, your spouse your kids, your friends, they've never come up to you and said, hey, you know what? You are encouraging me too much. Uh, When your spouse comes to you and says, uh, I need you to stop encouraging me, you are too supportive. You are too encouraging. When that happens, then you should stop encouraging. For the men listening right now, because in general, men tend to be a little less verbal. I don't want to make too many gender stereotypes, but I've found that men tend to be a little less verbal and tend to be a little weaker when it comes to encouraging. Here's the deal. Uh, Stop encouraging when your wife says, hey, that's enough. You know, every day you're encouraging me in the morning. You encourage me before you leave. When you come home at night, you encourage me. When we go to bed, you encourage me. You got to stop. You are way too encouraging. Uh, When you hear that from your spouse, then maybe you should stop encouraging. Uh, as you know, I'm speaking in a sarcastic voice because you're probably not going to hear that from the people around you. We need encouragement. We live in a devouring world where people go after us. As I said earlier in the show, it's hard. You, you, you do a bunch of shows, you do a bunch of podcasts, you're doing something new on the radio, and um, I have someone track me down so they can say something mean about my show. Now, the good thing about that is I had a really bad week. But a wonderful Sunday, I was around friends and there's fellowship, and I felt at peace with who I was and what was going on. And so somebody calling to do something negative, it was okay. But that would have been pretty hard to have received that call when I was kind of in that pit of despair as my 
computer had crashed and I'm just going, what is going on here? Can things get any worse? Encourage people until they tell you to stop. Another aspect of encouragement we need to understand is that our comment to an individual might be their last straw. Now hear me clearly, every person is ultimately responsible for their own actions. I can't blame you for my actions. But I do know that God has placed us in community with other people so that we can be blessings to one another, so that we can encourage one another. And I truly believe that you've been placed on this earth to be a blessing to other people. In fact, that was God's promise to Abraham that he would make Abraham into a people that would bless the rest of the people on the face of this earth. And consequently, one of our goals in life is to live in such a way that our actions and our words bless other people. That means we have a mandate to use our words to encourage other people. Not just to encourage those we know, but to encourage strangers as well. And our words, our words of encouragement or our words of discouragement, can have profound impacts on the lives of people. In fact, we can be the last straw. And I think we need to take that seriously. I know there's been times for me when I've had tremendously terrible things happen in my life where I've, you know, something's happened in the church, just terrible, you know, a terrible betrayal, a terrible event has occurred, just hurt to the point of, you know, where you just think, I can't function here. I don't, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to do any of this. You're just, you're at your lowest point. And then you're, let's say you're online and you're just messing around on Twitter and someone comes in and does some just stranger or some casual acquaintance comes in and just responds in a negative way to, towards you, just some critical way. Now, for them, it's just some casual thing. But at the time, for me, it was like, I just don't think I can take this. That little action felt like, you know, the camel that broke the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back. The camel that broke the straw's back, that's very easy to do. But the straw that broke the camel's back, that's another thing. But you just come to this point where that little comment feels like that's it. Here's the reality. Right now, in your life, there are people barely making it. I know this. If you have a Facebook account or a Twitter account or any social media account, there are people barely making it, and they need your encouragement. It matters how you relate to them. It does. There are pastors, there are ministers, there are neighbors, there are friends. There are people when you go to pick up your kids at school who desperately need your encouragement. There are teachers who are teaching your kids who desperately need your encouragement. There's someone who's working at the grocery store where you buy your groceries who desperately needs your encouragement. And your negative response, your petty response, by the way, my negative response, my petty response, my critical response could be the thing that just says, that's it. Forget this. I'm quitting this job. I'm leaving this marriage. I'm no longer going to be a part of this church. Now, people say, well, that's an exaggeration, Doug. That's too much. But I really believe we should take that kind of responsibility. We should recognize that truly our tongue 
is a fire, and it can, it can set a whole forest ablaze. It can do tremendous good, and it can also do tremendous wickedness. Encourage people. Encourage people until they tell you to stop, and encourage knowing this, that your words might be the only good words someone is going to hear that day. And that's true right now. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but today, if you send an email to someone or a text to someone, or just during the day you go out somewhere and you say something encouraging to someone, that might be the only encouraging words they have heard that entire day, that entire week, maybe even that entire month. Encouragement matters. You know, when I go to pastor's conferences, I enjoy uh, the information. I enjoy the fact that they want to resources. Sometimes, though, pastor conferences become very, uh, again, this is kind of a male thing that that men are like, what are we going to do? What are we going to fix? What are we going to build? You know, so it's it's very much driven towards you got a problem, we're going to fix the problem. In counseling, right, they, we're going to fix the problem. Men are, I'm going to fix the problem. What's the problem? Tell me what the problem is, honey, and I'll fix that problem. And so often we gear our conferences towards, let's find problems that we can fix. But if you look in relationships, that's not always the issue. It's not that there's a problem to be fixed, but there's a person who needs to be loved and encouraged. And it's true with pastor conferences as well. There's people in the room who don't need to be fixed. In fact, we've turned ministry into people being problems who need to be fixed instead of people who need to be loved. And Eugene Peterson talks about this a bit. There's a shift in ministry where ministry used to be about loving people. Now it's about fixing people, that there are problems that need to be fixed. And we've turned the church into problems that need to be fixed. But I've seen this at pastor's conferences that so often it's just a series of, uh, you know, what problems need to be fixed and find your problem and find the person who can fix your problem. But what I really believe most pastors and ministers need fundamentally is to be encouraged. They need people to believe in them, to believe that, yes, I believe you've been called to the ministry. I believe that God is speaking through you. I believe that what you are doing is worthy. And I believe in you so much, I'm going to invest in you, partner with you, and listen to you and actually structure things around what you need and what you want and what you ask of us, not what problems we think you have. Pastors need encouraged. And guess what? You know this as well. People need encouraged. Sometimes the only time we meet with our kids is to talk about the problems. Let's have a family meeting to talk about that we're not picking up around here or You know, we're not treating each other well, and it's problems to be fixed instead of let's gather together so we can find a way to encourage the kids or to encourage one another. We all get caught in this. It's something we can all struggle with. People need encouraged. I've thought about this with how quick we are to judge others, how quick we are to criticize others, how quick we are to engage in fights and just, you're wrong and I'm right, and And I I just would hate to stand before the Lord and and be the person where I had to explain that my words discourage someone from continuing in their calling. I'd hate to be in that position. I don't want to explain that. I don't don't want to be like, 
God to say, you know, you repeatedly were discouraging to the pastor who served you. You were repeatedly discouraging to the teacher who served your child. You know, you know that teacher quit her vocation early because you were one of the most critical parents in her life. You know, that man, he, he didn't continue on with his vocation because you were so critical. You know, because of your lack of encouragement, she had to go to other people and have them pray for her and lay hands on her and bless her because you were just so discouraging. Your unwillingness to give praise. The silence was deafening. You know, so often we think of, you know, what we said wrong, you know, what we shouldn't have said. But I think there's a deafening silence of what we should have said. There's things we should have said. There's words of praise and admiration and encouragement that the Lord was waiting for us to say, and we were silent. We sat there and kept watching TV. We sat there and just kept reading our book. and We were indifferent. We didn't come back with encouragement. We knew they were discouraged. We knew they were offended. We knew they were hurt. We knew they were struggling. And instead of coming back and saying, I'm sorry, I want to encourage you. I want to build you up. I want to bless you. I'm sorry. Whatever I just did there, it didn't work. My goal is to be a blessing to you. How can I be a blessing to you? How can I be of encouragement to you? Instead of coming back and contending for encouragement, we were silent. We just let it slip by. We just let it drop by the wayside. We are called to encourage. You know, when I think of encouragement, I think about my parents. My parents are the kind of people that whenever you bring them a crazy dream, uh, when you leave the room, you feel more encouraged than when you entered. They're the kind of people who breathe life into your dreams, who make you believe that you can do it. They're safe. You can bring them your crazy dreams, and they're safe. Are you safe? Can people come to you and say, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about doing, I know this is foolish, but I'm, I'm thinking about maybe pursuing this dream. Can your friends come to you? Can your family come to you? Do they come to you for encouragement? Or are they afraid of your critical spirit, your judgmental spirit? Are you too legalistic? Are you quick to point out what's wrong or what will go wrong with it? Are you willing to encourage? All of us could grow in encouragement. Now, the problem with this is you could feel discouraged because you're not encouraging enough. Well, that's not the goal. The goal is that each one of us would grow in our ability to encourage one another. I'd like to ask you to do this. Just pray. Ask the Lord, where can I encourage more? Who can I encourage more? Maybe there's someone you need to apologize to. Say, I'm sorry. I've not been very encouraging. I'm going to try to do better. And then open your heart to the encouragement of the Lord because God will encourage you as you encourage others. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. He knows what you need. He can be what you need in the ministry 
of encouragement. All right? Sounds good? Okay. Hey, thanks for listening to today's show. I appreciate it so much. Uh, if you want to donate to keep the radio show on the air, please go to fairlyspiritual.org. Uh, we need some people to donate. Haven't had many people donate last couple weeks. We'll go off the air. If we don't have donations, go to fairlyspiritual.org and donate to keep our radio show on the air. Also, you can call uh, me or text me uh, to give feedback to the show at 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. I'll see you next time.